Welcome to this edition of the DGD podcast. As always, the NC DGD himself, Robert Reynolds, and joined by Mike Dudley. Guys, there's a lot of news that just came out. A lot of news that just came out. And we're going to talk about that. But first, the show is brought to you by Lots of Rain Watches. Make sure you use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off of your purchase site-wide. Mike, welcome to the show, my man. What's up? All right, so here we're going to talk about these uh, the brand new talk here. Uh, listen, Georgia's spending a lot of money, okay? Uh, a lot of money. And I want to say it's about like 64, like 64, 65 million uh, on some stadium improvements and a a new facility, I think indoor facility for the tennis uh, program, if I'm not mistaken. But since we're a football podcast, we're going to keep it at what the football-related content is. Uh, and it seems to be some south side improvements. Um, you know, listening, maybe like a new gate, uh, expanded concourse, right? Uh, apparently some premium donor seating. Uh, that's supposed to replace the current press area. And the new media area is in a new tower in the southwest side, uh, a corner. Uh, and this is that's news coming from uh, Mike Griffith, the AJC and Dog Nation. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the, the approval to get these uh, these upgrades started? What are your thoughts on that? Can you hear me, Mike? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, sorry, you were, I don't know if you're talking yeah, yeah. to be a crowd. No, like, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. As far as me, like, I mean, it's needed, man. I mean, I was uh I was at the spring game and that they were um there was a huge I mean, I think it was the second biggest crowd there, but there's definitely needs for improvements. They they are ready to um show the nation that we we, we still have a top five, top three um uh let's say fan field football stadium and that they're just going to show the improvements with that as everybody else has shown improvements as well of like Oregon, Florida, Texas, there all the schools are trying to improvement and that and with this NIL deals and trying to get recruits out there. It's just time. And there, there's no better time than now. You know, listen, I think you're right. We're talking about the timing, right? You look at, you know, Georgia coming off a national title. We've seen, uh, since Kirby Smart's been here and really since uh, Josh Brooks has become the athletic director, uh, kind of this willingness to just open up the uh, open up the checkbook and give blank checks and write, you know, write checks for for these different improvements. Right. You see the uh, the pictures uh, that Georgia, uh, Georgia football just released of the Buttsmere upgrades. Right. The the indoor facilities, things like that, which we've known is we've it's been open for a while, but now it's made official. Right. Showing some uh, of those photos. Uh, you know, and you see all these upgrades, right? And this is just another chink in the, you know, just in the process of what you call the arms race, right? Facilities arms race. Um, you know, at one point, Georgia was behind, right? They were one of the yeah. bottom ones in the SEC. You know, now you're seeing Georgia spend mounts, uh, mountains of money, right? Uh, to, you know, whether it's catching up or getting, a, you know, trying to get ahead, you know, the willingness to do this is is really a, it's a sight for sore eyes, in my opinion, uh, especially under the new, you know, the previous administration uh, with McGarity as the athletic director. You know, he was kind of hesitant to, you know, spend some money like that for that part, as Mike goes into the dark and let there be light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so I'm I'm with you on that. I think it was it's much needed, right? I, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays into, you know to the stadium environment, right? I think you're going to look at it from a game day experience. It might be a subtle change, but I think it is kind of a needed change, right? It might make it more enjoyable, uh, less crowded, things like that. So I'm all for that, right? Now, with that being said, there was also another announcement that Kirby Smart is expected to get an uh, extension, a long-term extension uh, in the coming weeks. Um, and actually... I got a I got a note here that somebody just gave me. I have to read this off. Um, it says, "Hey Georgia fans, just because Kirby won you a title, doesn't mean he is the best coach. The best coach is Coach Mario Cristobal." 
You should all cower down in fear and worship his greatness. Be prepared for his reign of dominance to start this fall. It will be another 41 years before you see a championship and another 10 national titles for the U because of Crystal Ball's greatness. It's all about the U. You know, listen, Coach Chris Ball is the best coach of all time. Uh, but get that shit out of here with that. We know that's bullshit. Um, I had to do that for the guys on the Twitter. So just letting you know. But, uh, but yeah, no. So expect him to get an extension. Listen, I think you'll get, uh, you know, he's the 11th highest ranked uh, coach from a pay standpoint. And I think you're going to see him vault up probably to the top, if not top three. Um, and it's deserved. It really is. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on this extension? And, and I'm going to let you talk about it. Then I'll jump back on it and, and talk about that. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it was, we always kind of knew like this year, like definitely even going before the playoffs, we still always thought that he was going to get a extension. I, I didn't, I don't know who they would have thought from a, going from a 12 and 0, then, even after the SEC championship game, we still believe that he was going to get an extension. Now with him winning a natty, I just think that just spoke volumes of where, like a lot of people probably thought it was going to come sooner than today probably. As far as an extension, everybody thought probably a couple of months ago, or probably at least yeah, a couple of months ago where you would have thought Kirby would have signed off. But I think they really wanted to really work out a true deal. And I think it's going to be something of like a, Hopefully, it'll be more like a Nick Saban-esque like type deal, where it's like keeping him in the top five as he keeps going, and that um, and that also um, and that's just just keep him moving. Like, cause I mean, he has multiple eleven and one seasons. He has he has always kept the defense for the majority of part of his uh, of his career as a top five, top seven. And then, uh, and then always just ha- kept having recruits. You just can't go from having one to th- – well, I think it was one to five to seven, seven, nine. And last year was, what, six, 16 people get drafted? I mean, that's – Yeah, 15 this past year. 15, yeah, 15 yeah. get drafted. And that um, it's just speaks m- – motives of where we of, – of very good um, excellence of where he wants Georgia to be at. I mean that's I mean, better. I mean that's better than Nick Saban, for from for a starting standpoint for his first six years. Yeah, I no, I mean he's he's he has done an excellent job at Georgia ever since he stepped foot as head coach. Like, there's no question about that. I, I think you know, like I said, it's deserved. And when you look at you know, not oh, you went into the portal. What was this? Oh yeah, yeah it, it paused a little bit there. Oh, okay. No, so you look at, um, you know, you look at Kirby, right? Uh, like I said, success on the field, right, demonstrates the necessity to pay him. But at the same time, the recruiting prowess, right, what he's done on the recruiting trail, you know, you put those two together. Obviously, they kind of go hand in hand, but it takes into context, right, the reason why you need to pay him uh, on par with the top three at least uh, coaches in the in the country, right? Like. Listen, I don't know if you're going to see that kind of contract you would see with like a, a Jimbo or, uh, you know, a, uh, a Linga Raleigh per se, but definitely earned, you know, that extension. So obviously, as that comes around, we shall see uh, when whenever it's uh, inked, if you will. Uh, so we'll definitely have to come back on this and talk more about that. But definitely looking forward, you know, listen, Georgia's spending a lot of money. You know, you're keeping Coach Kirby Smart here for a long time. You're, you're upgrading your stadium, things like that. Now we just need to get to 100K, right, and, and get ready for expanded playoffs. Listen, expanded playoffs, I'm telling you right now, if there's a home game for a playoff game in between the hedges, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But, you know, so we talked about, you know, Kirby on his recruiting trail. And, and obviously, you know, you look at last weekend, right, this past weekend, scavenger hunt, right? Listen. That's one of the coolest weeks weekends of the summer, right? Yeah. You know, looking at what, you know, you saw pictures all over the place, guys like Sadir Mitchell, uh, which we'll get into in just a second, but Jaden Wayne, you know, numerous amounts of guys, Monroe Freeling, right? Just all over the place, all tons of guys, elite prospects coming into Athens, you know, participating in the scavenger hunt. And, 
you know, obviously this weekend with the Memorial Day weekend, there's going to be no visitors, but that also lines up for a very, very, very busy June, right? It's the only month that, you know, coaches can get kids worked out for 24 and things like this. Listen, it is about to be a very, very busy month uh, for the whole month of June, for that matter. Uh, but let's talk about the scavenger hunt. Um, so obviously, Sadir Mitchell, right? Mm-hmm. Sadir Mitchell coming off the scavenger hunt. Now you're starting to see crystal balls rolling in uh, for him to come to Georgia, right? Uh, and pair that with Jamal Jarrett, right? I'm sitting here thinking about this last night, and it was just like, that that's just that's just freaky, right? The the nightmares I could imagine if you get Sadir Mitchell and Jamal Jarrett on the same team is just it's scary. It really is scary to think about. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the Sadir Mitchell and 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 really the the scavenger hunt itself? I mean, as as far as the scavenger hunt itself, I mean that's a tradition at this point. I mean, it's been finding Kirby. I mean, like that's really what it is. Like, everybody posts pictures. You see. If you go to Sadir, if you go to Jaden Wayne, it's always hashtag find Kirby or even Sammy Brown for next year. Number one linebacker in 2024 was there last week as well. So, I mean, like this, this just goes from a tradition that everybody wants to be involved in. Like, I mean, check these guys, Instagrams, Twitter, like you'll see photos of that. Where's Kirby? Like all these guys. I mean, there were so many guys that I wasn't more like Sammy Brown. I was kind of aware of coming. I wasn't. I don't know if it was ever confirmed, and that was just nice seeing him there. So with that class, and of course Jaden Wayne, who's a who's the uh, top five edge um, coming out of Washington. If we can bring some West Coast dudes down to down to the Southeast, man, we know how that's been for us. So from that standpoint, it's just to get the ball rolling. And uh, as far as Sadir Mitchell, I mean this guy's a I mean was it six uh, six five three fifty. Well, no, I think he's 6'5", 335, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, so he got down a little bit. So he, he, Still yeah, a monster that, of a man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so from that so from that standpoint, I mean, that's where we like our interior defensive linemen. Man. That's where we like the nose tackles to be, three in the 335, 340 range, to where they can just block it up, block up that middle, don't allow a guy to go left or right in the middle, like stop that running game. I mean, that was that's really what Jordan Davis was honestly truly good at. I mean, he if he saw um, if he saw uh, any Alabama, Texas A&M, te- any uh, any dudes running around that left or right trying to go between the guards, like nah, that's a wrap. So that's just one that's just one thing we just noticed from Jamal Jarrett, Sadir Mitchell. You know, I'm looking at it this way, right? Like, you know, we look at the recruiting class that we brought in this past year, right? With Michael and Christian and things like that. But you pair that on top of the guys that you're potentially landing, right? Like, like I said, I, I feel comfortable thinking that, you know, you see Jamal and Sadir pairing up right at Georgia, uh, you know, but you take a couple other guys, right? You could see what Gabe Harris already committed, mm-hmm. right? And there's, listen, you, what if you put a Jaden Wayne in the class, right? Like whatever combination, right? Of, of D linemen that you get, on top of the one that we just got in this 22 cycle, like you're everybody wants to talk about what we lost at fair, but there's no reason why we can't replace that with what we're bringing in. That's, and that, and that's a part of, you know, the Testament to coach Scott coach, uh, you know, Muschamp and all the guys or coach Kirby as well. Like knowing what they want going out, getting their guys, right. It's trait based recruiting and it's paying off, right. It's very like, you literally look at the guys that were, trying to get or have gotten and they are large individuals especially along the d-line and i don't see that changing because you look at what jordan davis showed you right jordan davis showed you you know in the middle 66 340 right 66 350 you know anchoring down the middle and then you got like avatars like you know trayvon walker on the side and Devonte wyatt right jalen carter both guys are 63 310 315 you're going to see that continue. And and I think that's what's going to keep Georgia uh, in the playoff hunt on a continual basis. I, and I don't see anything changing that. All right. Yeah, I, don't, I just – I mean, that's just – I mean, those are just – I mean, I, as far as, like, I think to what we're seeing, right, as far as getting these um, nose tackle type guys, being able to move left and right. And I think just from the – conditioning and to what they see these guys 
um, ceiling is, it's nice to know that they hate, well, we may not always have a guy that runs a 4-7, things like that, but we definitely have a guy that can move left and right on the field, that can move from side to sideline. I mean, that's just the type of guy that we want, even in from the interior standpoint. And to what we see from from what they, what they saw from last year, moving guys around, there's no need like to say, like, hey, Trey Scott knows what he's like. He knows what he's doing. He knows what the guys he's looking for. Yeah, you're definitely on the right track with that, too. Um, you know, and listen, like we're talking about this D-line hall, right? You know, a lot of these guys we got to see right from the 22, uh, 2022 cycle, right, in G-Day, right? That was our first, like, true test, like, true, you know, what we're seeing. But that's also not including some guys that are, you know, set to report over Memorial Day weekend, right? You're looking at, you're looking at the list of guys for the from the class is just insane, right? From the 22 cycle, so you know we didn't get to see Branson Robinson or Andrew Paul for that matter, right? You've got Dylan Bell, Cole Spear, uh, Christian Miller will be making it in, Drew Bobo, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., right? We didn't get to see those guys in G Day. Darius Smith, I cannot wait to see. All right, then you even got guys, you know, like I said, Julian Humphrey, uh, James Singletary, Marcus Washington, right? All those guys are ready to report over the weekend. So after this weekend, you're going to see the full 2022 cycle involved, right? So for me, I cannot wait to get those guys on campus, get them, in, you know, doing what they're doing. And, and just being ready for summer camp to roll around being ready for fall camp and then getting ready for the season, uh, which, by the way, kind of helps a perfect transition into our countdown to the kickoff. Um, 100 days, Mike, uh, until we face off against those Oregon Ducks. We go duck hunting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen, we'll talk about this for a second, too. It's it's crazy. It feels like it's been forever, right? Like, you know, for us coming off a national title, right, like it didn't seem as long, right, because we were still – soaking it in right for a good while right this whole national title feeling but now you know once it wore off now you're sitting there like oh wow we got a long ways to go and and now after today it will be in double digits before georgia football touches the field again what are your overall thoughts on that like how are you feeling about that um man it's um it's about time man i mean i mean with it's not, I mean, people, like, besides recruiting, right, there's nothing much to talk about. But then, of course, when, uh, like, what happened a few weeks ago with Nick Saban and, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. that, 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 like, I mean, I mean when, when, when nobody, when everybody kept saying, oh, there's nothing to talk about in college football, I mean, Nick Saban just literally said, drop my beer. And, this, and that's really what he did. Like, he literally just said that and it came out. And the – that's what everybody was talking about, man. It went on for a couple of days. It seems to be slowing down, and now it's just time for uh, June, where we get all the recruits, we did the recruits in, and we're getting ready for a summer camp. Yep. And Fall so, camp. Yep. So we've got a couple guys. Uh, we've got some uh, of the brigade in, in today. Uh, Morning Roots, uh, Patrick Oliver, my dogs, roasted duck on the way. Let's go. Um, listen, Oregon fans not like that, but I'm telling you, uh, it just is what it is, guys. Um, I don't see us losing to that game. Uh, well, no, listen, we'll also have a we'll have an in depth talk with uh, about this game. Obviously, as y'all know, the the day before, right? The, the Oregon preview is coming. Ninety nine days. Holy shit! That's all I'm gonna say to that. Pardon my language. But with that being said. Yeah, looking at that right there, right, a hundred days, for me, it's it's been a long time coming. It is dragging around, took its sweet time. I'm just sitting here like I'm just ready to go and see football, right? You see G Day, right? I'm not even that mad about it, right? It was football, but it's not enough. It's like a little, oh man, it it it's it itches, it calms the itch for just a second. <laughs> but now you sit there, now you st- now you can sit there and say, all right, we are double digits away from college football again now that that that's 100 days from our game there's i want to say like 92 or 93 days until you know until actual college football right and we're starting with the week zero games but here or neither here nor there uh and listen oregon versus georgia right Rude says it the best the teacher schools the student listen i have i have an immense amount of respect for coach Lanning. 
And in the short amount of time that he has been there, he's already turned that program around um, and elevated it from what Cristobal left, right? You look at the recruiting. Listen, if you don't keep up with, you know, Oregon, I understand. But what they're doing on the recruiting trail is it, it's ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. And it's in a short amount of time, a very short amount of time. You're seeing there's a potential to see Jaden Wayne stick out west and go to Oregon. Uh, you know, you're looking at dude, their commitments from receivers, top 100 receivers, flipping them from Oklahoma. Right? He's making an impact immediately. Right. So it's, you know, if, if Oregon gives him time, he is going to be fine. He will do a great job there. But and I and I will respect Oregon all the way up until September 3rd. And then on September 3rd, I will have no respect for you. But then September 4th, I will go back and look at it and say, I respect you, Oregon. It just is what it is. And and, and Patrick says it here, Oregon's on the uh, on the come up. I'm right there with you, right? You kind of look, you know, you look at, oops, sorry, guys. You look at what Lanning has done, right? And, and to me, you, you, you know, Chris Paul didn't leave him in a bad situation, right? It's not like Lincoln Riley going to USC with, you know, going from a Ferrari to a Pinto, right? Cristobal left him in a good shape, but it's already apparent that he's elevating the recruiting at work. He's elevating the, you know, we'll see what happens on the field, but, you know, there's a good chance they get Jalen Rashada. If they get Jalen Rashada, then you have to look at that like, oh, wow. Or Dante Moore. So they have Rashada, Dante Moore, and they could, I mean, it looks like to where they might, they may get like a top 10 or definitely top 15 quarterback this class. So yes. like, so like Landing's Landing's doing his thing, right? That's the biggest. And and like I said, listen, I know this is a Georgia podcast, and right now I have all the respect for Coach Landing. Listen, Coach Landing did it the right way when he left. You know, went out. You know, stuck with us. Hey, even when he was the head coach at Oregon, stuck with us, helped us win the national title, and then walked away. Like you know what I mean? Like all respect. Uh, but yeah, and, and Root says it best here too. It's you know he he respects for what Landing has done and will do. But on that one day, the dogs are going to come, right? It's just what's going to happen. Um, listen, also, September 3rd, keep in mind, guys, Spike Squad, they talked about it. Black out the bins, guys. Black out the bins. Make sure to wear black, whether you're at home, whether you're at the bins. Go back up. Go, go all black, right? Black it out. Listen, on social media, do hashtag Ben's blackout. Simple enough. Hashtag Ben's blackout. And get that. Let's get that ball rolling. And, and, and listen, and shout out to the Spike Squad. Right? Listen, they know they're always welcome to come in. Uh, period enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, we, t- we talked about the recruiting situation right here. Mike, I want to I get your thoughts on this upcoming June. Right? This whole mm-hmm. month of June. The whole month of June, you're looking at each week, there's going to be a list of elite prospects. Yep. Honestly, none uh, none bigger than the first week of June. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to have their eyes in Athens because there's one name that's going to be there that's going to overshadow everybody yep. else. Do you mind telling them who that one name is, sir? Uh, I think we uh, we've had, we've had history with this guy before. I mean, like the, the last name has history. I think it's, I think it starts with an M. We are sure of. I think his name is Manning. I think it's to believe. Yeah, and, yeah like, exactly. And that, 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 I think I think we're used to hearing a name like that. Yeah. So listen, if you're not familiar, if you're Patrick Starr living under a rock, uh, Arch Manning is set to make his uh, official or take his official visit the first weekend of June. And, and you're and there there are some fire there's some firepower coming on the first week of June. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, right? Uh, but listen, I think you look at I think you look at Arch, right? Um, you know, uh, looking around the NCAA, uh, Eli Holstein commits to Alabama. I think he's been a silent for a minute there. Um, you know, what in your opinion, what does that mean for Georgia uh, in the Arch sweepstakes per se? I just think it just gets closer and closer. I mean, right now it looks like it's just going to be between uh, Georgia and Texas. Uh, I mean, Arch is still going to take his visit to Alabama. That has been confirmed. He is still going to take that visit. 
But as far as a two-man race goes, it's going to be Georgia and Texas. And that's just going to be a 50-50 flip, flip coin at this point. I mean, nobody knows. Like they said, like this is a recruitment of the 1980s, 1970s. Nobody knows what anybody's doing. There is You can look at anything from Manning or his dad, anything from the Mannings, you'll find nothing on his recruitment. So that's very quiet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It, I, I kind of like it. It's definitely refreshing, right? It's definitely refreshing. Uh, you know, consider looking around the, the scope of, you know, college football, and there's no secrets anymore, it feels like, right? So when you see something held so close to the vest, it's it's a sigh of relief, right? Uh, but listen, that first week of June, man, there's some names there that people need to pay attention to. Caleb Downs is going to be there, right? So you've got Arch Manning, Caleb Downs. Yeah. Uh, Chris Peel, Chris Peel's a name that people might not be aware of out of the Charlotte area. Like cornerback, mm-hmm. he's going to be just fine. He's going to be like I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, then you've got Justice Haynes coming in, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the first weekend. And like I said, there's a ton more. But see, move- oh, sorry, I was going to say like um, Pierce Sperlin. Remember, he's already committed to Georgia, but this guy has been the number one guy on recruiting Georgia. Like, this guy has been doing social media. Hey, commit to the G. If, if a guy posts anything Georgia, you see his comment right there, commit to the G. He's talking to these guys. And there's a lot of stuff that, like, there's a lot of stuff that this guy has been rolling ever since he's committed. And that uh, it's, it's just nice to see that we do have, like, the strong, strong dude. And he is coming in the week of Manning and Caleb Downs. And then we also have the commit of, Gabe, uh, of uh, Gabriel Harris as well. So like that, yep. that's, that's going to be a big day. So, you know, obviously to follow up on the first week, you know, then you look into the weekend of the 10th through the 12th in that area. And my God, it's just a big list. Like, and I mean, figuratively and literally, right. You're looking at Jamal Jarrett coming to town, uh, Vic Burley coming into town. There's just a couple of names. Uh, Shams is coming into town, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a jam packed weekend. Uh, really a month, right? Uh, yeah. And some huge, huge Georgia targets are coming in each week. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's calculated, right? Like, you know, to go back to your first weekend point here, right? Pierce Berlin, you know, is it coincidental that he comes in on the same weekend as Arch, Caleb, Justice? Like, is that that's not coincidental, right? It's calculated and it's done on purpose, right? It's yeah. done with a purpose. Um, it, it's the same with, you know, like, like I said, it's, you're going to see you're going to see a visual visits, and honestly, June is going to be an interesting month if you're a Georgia Bulldog. Like, um, yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, I'm good. Uh, as Patrick says, he's waiting on J- uh, Jamal Jarrett to commit. Feeling good about that one. Yeah, dude, I, listen, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Pairing Jamal Jarrett and you know, Sadir Mitchell potentially, right? And 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 slide them into a D line that already has guys like Michael Williams and Krista Miller, Marvin Jones Jr. on the edge, right? Uh Darius Smith on the edge. That's it's fucking scary, man. Like it if you're a Georgia fan, you're loving it. Absolutely loving it. But if you're anybody else, I'd be nerd I'd be I'd be shitting myself. I really would. I really would because not only have you got some large individuals, but you've got some athletes at that big way, at that at those measurables. Come on, come on. That's oh yeah. That's it. Now my question for you, Mike, is this: and in the brigade, feel free to let us know in the comments who your main, like who's your who's your most anticipated recruit coming in this uh, in this month of June. Who is the one person you're looking at the most? Mike, I'm gonna ask you that. Who is who's the one person that you're looking at the most here? Oh man, that's uh I mean to be honest with you, if if we want to go back to the time of early Georgia well not early, mid Georgia into early Georgia, of who recruited who helped recruit guys of Chubb and um Sony Michelle. And all these, and, uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, and um, Todd, sorry, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, all these guys. We have to go back to B Mac, Brian McClendon, going from running back to wide receiver, and that's gonna be like 
Jalen Hale first week. That there's a reason why he wanted to see him, and that he's the only wide receiver there. So that's that. That says a lot. Second week, he has two wide receivers. Following up with, um, with I do believe it's uh, Tyler Williams and Anthony Evans. These are guys that when he came into the building, he scrapped up that list and said, "These are the guys I wanted." And now he's going to go and try to get them. So this is just his time. But my first but to go back, Jalen Hale is my number one. I want to see after the first week with having two committed guys already in Georgia, with having Spurlin, with having Arch and Caleb Downs there, of just recruiting that start. Like, bam, once he gets that first wide receiver commit, we already got Contrell from the, from the, from, um, from the previous commit that we already had. Yep. And now, where's number two? Because in my opinion, we need at least three to four wide receivers. And once he gets the ball rolling, I can see two, three more guys coming in. Absolutely. You know, as as the green soldier, right, green soldier comes in, chiming in hot, um, talking about – or, sorry, that's roots, but green soldier uh, concurs. Listen, not one recruit, but in general, roots is looking and hoping for the offensive line to pick up recruitment. I think you'll see that. I definitely think you will. And it needs to be done, right? It needs to be. That is a that is a must hit every single commit that you have this cycle for Georgia. Because not to knock anybody, but to me, it was a subpar offensive line year last year. It was a down year. Mm-hmm. You still you still got depth pieces, but at what cost, right? So now that you're sitting here and you're looking at a different cycle, you have to recruit these guys and you have to hit. They have to hit, right? Because – after this year, you're going to be losing a lot of dudes on that offensive line. A you could, lot. You could honestly lose the first, uh, literally the starting five this year. That's the yeah. big, the whole five gone. Every single one of them. So you have that potential, and then it's not even Warren Erickson. This could be gone. Right. You could be losing a lot, and that's not even including the portal. So you have to get a lot, and you have to hit on all of them. In my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it over on the uh, opposite side of the ball here. I'm going Jamal Jarrett. For the month of June, Jamal Jarrett is my one guy that I really uh, – listen, Georgia needs Jamal Jarrett. I can promise you that. You look at what Jordan Davis did, the impact that he made, not only for the team, from a recruiting standpoint. Jordan Davis was that catalyst. There is no one on – or in my opinion, no one – in this Georgia recruiting class that is going to fit what Jordan Davis brought to Georgia more than Jamal Jarrett. The measurables, athleticism, I ain't going to say he's four seven eight kid, but I'm telling you right now, at 6'6", 350, and every bit of it, that is a one kid you cannot miss on. I promise you, if, if you do miss out on him, it's going to hurt. Now, our, our D line, listen, the D line class this this cycle is loaded, but from a from an impact standpoint, I think Jamal Jarrett has the impact that you need to replace a Jordan Davis. Just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, let, you know, so you look at um, you know Roots also says um, the cupboard's bared offensive line, right? Talking about uh, Broderick Jones, I think Broderick and Tate uh, asked oh, yeah. if Jones is calling and Tate. Yeah, you could definitely see both of them. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing with Broderick Jones is that. People are currently – he's currently rated in the top – I think it's top five or top ten offensive linemen this year, ahead of McClendon, the guy that's a three-year starter. And he's expected – Broderick, because of the measurements, everybody loves the measurements, right? So the NFL loves it, right? So, yeah, the name of, uh, of um, N'Kobe Dean loves those measurements. So, like, yeah, as far as, as, far as Broderick Jones go. They are going to uh, keep him in the top five, keep him as top five, top seven offensive line going into the season. Um, as far as Tate Ratledge goes, um, as far as as far as Tate Ratledge goes, I mean, this guy, yes, he was, a, yes, he didn't play last year due to an injury, but I think for him is that definitely with the offensive line. If he has one really good year, he's going to leave. In my opinion, I think he's going to. If he goes back and just balls out. In my opinion, it's he looks like a top, a, a top tier dude, and that just depends on if he wants to uh, do, um, do a whole full year. Yep, uh, I got a couple comments. First off, <laughs> he's called, 
that pause. That sounds terrible. Um, but no, nah, so listen, yeah, I've been on, listen, you know, he's, he, so for anybody, hey, listen, I've been on Jamal. I've been one of Jamal's biggest fans and I ain't gonna lie. I, I, listen, he sold me last year, last season. He sold me after the Reagan game in late, early, early September. I think it was completely sold me from his, from that Reagan game. Reagan is one of the best teams around here in the, in the triad area where I'm at. And, and it was a close game. And, and Grimsley pulled it out. Travis Shaw wasn't playing. You know, listen, they had some dudes last year, too. Grimsley did. I'm just saying. I watched him make an impact as, as a sophomore that just had me sticking out, right? Or, sorry, as a junior. You know, now he's an upcoming senior, right? It's just like, okay. I've been told on him for months. You you got to have somebody like that. Like, I just watched. All you got to do is turn on the tape for this kid. You'll understand why. Right, you understand why if you go to his watch estate, I promise you. So yeah, listen, yeah, Roots, I'm his biggest fan. Bookmark it. Are you so like going back to yeah, going back, going back to Jamal Jarrett, right? Going with Jamal Jarrett. So he went from what top 500 to top 300, and now he's a top 150 player in the nation. Like this dude is moving up boards. And listen, he he was a three star. So. I've been on him since he was an offensive lineman, D-line. Like, he was an athlete. He was listed as an athlete, right? Like, he was being recruited on both sides of the ball, right? And, if, if listen, you've probably heard all this ad nauseum to me. <laughs> both sides of the ball and a couple camps he goes, rivals camp and uh, Under Armour camp in Atlanta, dominates the D-line, wins D-line MVP. Both That right there, you just know offensive line's out the question. Boom, there you go. Focusing on the D-line, Right. Three star, this and that. now he's sitting there. Everything changes, and now he's four star. You know, look, twenty four seven's got him as a top one thirty player, right? Trust me, he's every bit of it. I promise you. Uh, especially after this season, I'm telling you, if he stays healthy, I'm telling you right now, it is going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Like it would not surprise me to see him jump in. Now, whether you're a composite person or uh, you know a soul you know, recruiting service ranking, I'm telling you right now, it would not surprise me to see him jump over in, in, into the top 200 from a composite standpoint. And certain recruiting uh, services might have him as the actual top 100 player. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Would not surprise me. And, and knowing what's on Grimsley's defensive line, I'm telling you right now, you can worry about him, but you still got some dudes to worry about too. So try try. He's going to eat him, Bryce, AJ, Nate. Those guys are going to eat. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to reflect, I promise you. <clears throat> Just that. Uh, Roots gives me the fire emoji. I'll take it. Because I know one thing, right? Everybody loves to say. So once once everybody loves this statement, right? Once he commits to – when any player commits to Georgia or Alabama, they're going to move up 30 spots somehow because they went there. Like, no. It's, it doesn't happen that way. Like, they see the tape, they focus on the player, and they see the talent that Georgia had, that Georgia's good, and that's just the thing. I'll tell you this, though. George, listen, there are some there are some bumps, right? Like, right. the recruiting – I mean, listen, and it's not knocking it, right? Like, how can you expect a certain staff from a recruiting service to literally go out and, and scout and analyze every single high school football player, high school basketball player in the country, in the country, and some even national, like international stuff, you can't. So you have to have your methods for your ranking and stuff like that. But look, I've been on the board saying for months that he was underrated to begin with. And now you're starting to see that correction. And, and it's only going to get higher. <laughs> I promise you. There, if you're looking at a three-star with a committable Georgia offer, committable Bama offer, LSU offer, North Carolina, right, Auburn, He's not a three-star, guys. He's just not. <laughs> There's a reason why you're seeing all those teams and, and colleges sending out uh, commit, you know, offers and shit like that. He's not a three-star. Now you're starting to see he's a four-star, and it's making complete sense. And another thing, too. Oh, sorry. I was going to say another with um, – I know everybody keeps talking about, like, certain Georgia flips, like McElderry, Stephen Cloud. Um, I know as far as McElderry goes, like, this guy looks like a – true Georgia commit, 
He's been going to camps and he's been showing the Georgia logo. And he has the, he has the gloves with the Georgia logo. So at this point, he is definitely a Georgia commit. Um, Set in the cloud um, has been somewhat. He's he's been he's been visiting other places. So that's just something we have to wait on and see. You call it a hot take. Seven cloud ain't gonna be in this class. <laughs> just I'm just calling it how it is. You I, listen. See, since he committed, what, you ain't heard nothing about him. Ain't heard shit from him. So keep that in mind. Like, don't expect him in the class. It's just me. Especially with what's out there, you can see a lot better come into this class. So he might even get processed out. We'll see what happens. But I just don't see him sticking around in this class. That's just me. But, you know, we talk about Grimsley in North Carolina, stuff like that. Listen, it's not even just Grimsley, dude. There's there's kids out here, right? And, and, and y'all know how I am. I like to promote, the, you know, local schools and, and fi- find these kids. Listen, there's a couple kids, 24 cycle, Jonathan Paler out of Burlington Cummins, top 50 player. Right, top fifty for sure, top seventy-five. Gonna be a dude. Uh out of the twenty-three cycle, Northeast Guilford. Right. I know Patrick's alma mater there. Barry Tate, five nine, one seventy-five, but my man is legit four three speed. I would love to see that what it looks like on Georgia's on, on the field in between the hedges. I would love to see that. But then you got, you know, twenty like Grimsley alone, you've or hell, Dudley, RJ Baker's another kid. Under the radar, four like legit track speed. It, that's another kid. Uh, you got East Forsyth, Q. Sean Brown. Uh, you know, not Georgia commits, but Sam Pendleton at uh, at uh, Reagan, right? A uh, couple. Listen, it's just insane, right? I'm. I, I know it's not Georgia football. I get that. I get it. But I am so excited to see the level of talent, right? The amount of talent that is coming out of the Tar Heel State per se. You know, out of North Carolina, going into D1s, going into HBCUs, you know, I'm loving it, right? There's some really good talent here. Chris Bill's another uh, Chris Pills, another kid that you're probably going to see where, uh, wearing the G out of Charlotte area. Jaden uh, Jaden Davis, 2024 quarterback, top quarterback on the 2024 cycle out of Charlotte Rock Hill area. Could, could see him wear a G. You never know, right? Dylan Raiola just committed to Ohio State. Why not take Jaden Davis? Right, kids to do too. Mm. You know, so it's it's just there's I, I'm happy because there's so much talent here. Um, you know, but then you look at Georgia and you know, bro, I'm gonna shout out Brooks Austin here. Brooks Austin just did a tour around Georgia. Um and holy shit, like all the all the talent in those schools, man, South Georgia, stuff like that. It's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. Going for Robbins, like Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Get get ready for 2024, 2025. I know the last update for the 2024 for Georgia. I think it was like 24, 25 guys rated in the top 100. Crazy! <laughs> it's crazy. Like, cause you, I mean, like, I really want to see Buford. You know, Georgia get involved with Buford and start getting kids from Buford more often. Cause 2024, 2025 is about to be insane for Buford. If we're talking Georgia. Because you've got King Joseph, you've got Edric Houston. Both of those guys are must-haves at this point. Kids are studs. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Just insane. AJ Bolden. It's insane how much talent Buford has. You know, you look down to the South Georgia, though, like, you know, like uh, Brooks was talking about, Vic Burley. Gabe Harris is down there. So the state of Georgia's got a ton of NFL, you know, NFL talent just right now. Right? You've definitely got D1 talent. A lot of those guys would not. It wouldn't surprise me if they hit the uh, get drafted at some point too. It's just yeah. gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. Definitely. So, like I said, like Georgia, Georgia was number two uh, in the NFL draft. People for people don't know about that. Texas was number one. Georgia was number two in the NFL draft. So, as far so as this, as far as um, scholar, as far as um, kids from Georgia. So, got a couple questions here from Mr. Roots. Um, this one goes out to you, Mike. Who, you know, who do you, who do you hope Georgia gets a commitment from other than Jamal? If we are not able to get Richard Young or Reuben Owens, we better sure enough get Jeremiah Love. Learn his dude's name. Look at this dude's video. That dude's a beast. Right now, I know a couple of um, a Notre Dame is looking at him. Oregon is looking at him, and I always get some people to say like, stay away from him. Like, no, like he they always tell me to stay away from guys that they like. Oregon is telling me like, no, we don't. You don't want to stay. You don't want this guy. 
you do watch this guy's video. This guy took, I think he just got an offering from Georgia back either in like late March, early April. And this dude is a beast. Jeremiah Love is his name. Yeah, to me, I, I want Sadir Mitchell. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with some off uh, defensive line, right? If I have to go outside of Jamal Drake, give me Sadir Mitchell. I, I want to see him pair up. That's just me. Um, and then Rude asked, Dark Horse, a dark horse that may not be on everyone's radar. Oh, another one. Oh, man. I mean, the issue with that one is, like, Chris Peel wasn't, and then all of a sudden now, he was. Yeah, 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 so that's a tough one. Um, oh, let me I have to look at the – I have to look at Georgia's offers for that one. Um, you know, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a kid that I don't know if he commits to Georgia. I don't know if he does or not. But Stephylon Green out of Rome – I think it's a, it's an interesting name, but there's also a kid uh, by Job out of Oklahoma that I love that kid. Sam and Pimpa down at IMG, right? Like I don't know what everybody's radar looks like, but oh, nice high, like. <laughs> but listen, if if you haven't heard of the name by Job, if you haven't heard of Sam and Pimpa, do yourself a favor because you're you're behind the curve. Go watch those guys' tapes. I'm just saying, listen. Under the radar, though, you know, it may not be. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I know he's kind of undersized, but if if for some reason he got offered, Barry Tate would fit perfectly at Georgia, as a as like a small slot receiver that's very twitchy. I promise you, he might not he might not come to Georgia in the end. But I'm telling you, if Georgia ever offered this kid, like I might I might do a backflip and my big ass wouldn't. I don't know how I'd handle it, but I would try. All right, I'm just saying. And, and as KTG comes in here saying woof woof, hey, we bark at people, fam. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the answer that like under people's radar, man. Like, ooh, I mean, I would say under Georgia's radar, um, that they that you're not hearing much from. But I'm gonna go with Akun Lola, Lola, Akunola. Yeah. yeah. So like this dude, like from a recruitment standpoint, right? Like this was a guy Saros uh, was hard on in North Carolina. Now he's in Georgia. There hasn't I'll tell been. You this. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I'll let you finish. I just thought about this name, and I didn't want to forget. Whit Weeks. Whit yeah. Weeks out of Oconee County. Watch out. Oh, yeah. He's he's visited Georgia plenty of times. Like, that's that's been a name that's been there. His From his, from a recruitment standpoint, his his numbers are low, and I'm just waiting to see if they, his rankings become any higher than what he is because I think that dude is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And Akunola, like, this dude is just a – he's had a private commitment – I know Cyrus has spoken in North Carolina and Georgia. Now he's just waiting to see. To what I'm hearing is that he may get a visit with Georgia pretty soon. So that's just a name that to keep an eye out on. It, listen, I want, I want to ask. I'm going to pose the same question to the brigade. If there's a name that you think that's under the radar, pop it in the comments. Pop it in the comments. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to think of some names, man. That's yeah. It's that, that's always a good question because you know we just don't know what people's radar looks like. But I'm, I'm right. saying at the same time, like, yeah, there's a lot of kids that I, I think would be interesting to see like on Georgia's radar. Yeah, because um, yeah, my thing about it, right? And I think I spoke on this to people. Like, if somebody told you that, hey, have you checked on this player? Like, Georgia has offered, I think, close to seventy dudes on the defensive line and edge. I'm not yeah. looking at seventy videos. So, yeah, so, like, from that standpoint, just give us a list of names, and I looked them up. I'll tell you this. Devin Hyatt out of down at IMG. Like, I don't know if people really notice that name, Mm -hmm. but 6'2", basically 200 pounds receiver. I'm I'm telling you right now, I'd love to – I think it fits. I think it fits uh, B-Max, his his criteria for what he looks at in receivers, right? Like I said, IMG we know pushes out. D1 talent, right? I don't know if you consider us professionals, Ruth, but we definitely try to do our due diligence is all I'm going to say, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, so you listen, Georgia's got a ton of, you know, ton of recruiting momentum to be made here. I, I think with the list of visitors coming in for the whole month of June each week, like it would not surprise me to see a commitment pop once or twice, you know, in July or maybe even June, right? Maybe even June. So if you're if you're a dog fan, keep your, your listen. Your ears and your radar better be up because you don't know when it's going to come, but it will be soon. I'm telling you right now, 
with how Kirby's pushed his emphasis of recruiting before the season starts, it would not surprise me to sit there and and see commitments start popping off before the season starts. Get your place. Listen, it may, kind of make, to me it makes sense. Get your place, just in case something happens. Right, you're set. You're protected in that regard. I get it. But oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say you know, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in my hot take. And everybody loves this name, right? I'm gonna do a hot take for Arch Manning's commitment date. I want to say in the realm of late July. I'm calling it now. I'm gonna say late July. That's just on me. And that's I'm just gonna say late July. You're gonna see an Arch Manning commit. All right. So so official sources confirmed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean it could it could happen. It really could yeah. happen. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think. You know, listen, he, he's in no rush to commit, but at no, the same not. time, you don't know when he, you don't know. But I'm telling you right nope. now, if, if you're not familiar with Twitter spaces, guys, the day that Arch Manning commits, I'm telling you right now, there will be a Georgia Twitter space. I need you to, I need you to download the bird app and get prepared because yeah. it's going to be epic. If he commits to Georgia, I'm telling you right now that it is going to be lit as the kids say, is all I'm going to say. But with that being said, Mike, we're going to wrap this thing up. Where can people find you if they want to uh, to follow you on social media? Uh, my biggest thing is on Twitter, man. Like, I, I go by the Mad Dog uh, 6568, uh, Mad Dog B-M-A-D-D-O-G-6568. And that's big, my biggest thing is on uh, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter spaces all the time. And let's just get the ball rolling. Absolutely. And with that note, before we wrap this thing up, guys. Join a Discord today, discord.gg forward slash Bones Brigade, and join, uh, become a Patreon subscriber as well, uh, patreon.com forward slash DGD podcast. Listen, we talk we talk about some Georgia stuff all the time in there as well, uh, but it's not limited to just Georgia fans. So all teams are welcome. Remember, one last call, black out the bins, black out the bins, hashtag bins blackout on social media. Let's get that trending. And with that said, have a great Thursday. Make sure, special time, 2.05 tomorrow evening. We're talking SEC, right? SEC conference realignment and scheduling. Got a special guest coming on. It's going to be interesting. I promise you that. So subscribe, right? Make sure you like, subscribe, follow wherever you watch this. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. If you're on the podcast, you're going to hear it, but you know, make sure to follow and subscribe where you get your podcast as well. We will see you tomorrow. Go dogs. Have a great day. Go dogs.